This, 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 this is mythical. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Best Friends Back All Right, the show where two high school best friends try the best friend thing again. I'm Stevie Wynn-Levine. And I'm Nagin Homayfad. And today... We are talking about mysteries, conspiracy theories, secrets that we want to know the answers to personally. We have each brought a, a small handful, a half handful. Of, well, uh, it's things. a mystery. You'll fi- you'll find out. Yeah, and and we each don't know. It's like a if you could meets eel sex situation here. But we're talking about <laughs> mysteries today. Uh, before that. How are you? How has your past uh, couple weeks been? Week been? I don't know how we're lying here. I haven't seen you in a bit, though. <laughs> it's been a break. We've been, been a on break. a break. And I won't lie, it's been a tough few weeks. There have been crazy demonstrations going on in Iran that have spilled out into the rest of the world, which is nice because that means there's support. But it has been an emotionally trying time for me and for my family. And if y'all haven't listened to our special report episode from last week, I highly recommend it. Educate yourselves and and see how you can help on that front. Yeah, definitely. Um, So that being said, I, I had tickets to a concert and I was really debating whether or not to actually go because I was like, it just doesn't feel right to go do something like pleasurable uh-huh. you know when pleasurable. all of this stuff is going yes. on yeah <laughs> i don't know if you like if you, i felt a little bit I guilty have to, to a concert tonight and i'm thinking it might be pleasurable <laughs> for me to attend yeah it, it might be a nice thing to do but anyway i decided to go because i was like i need to i need to get some inspiration or some happiness from something and so i go and the concert is for rosalia okay. who is this spanish i don't even know what pop hip-hop, like, multi-genre yeah. star, and my, my God, I don't know if it's because I haven't been to a concert in a minute, but fuck, that was a good concert. Yeah. I mean, Was it like I, a, a, a signed seating concert, or was it like a everyone standing concert? I was, I was in the, in the general admission standing area. Okay. Ooh, but there were seats. That's I know, big. I'm at that the- sounds, that sounds exhausting. I don't know how pleasurable. <laughs> I- Future concerts, I will be paying for a seat. I will say I don't feel so much of the age (laughs) to be standing. Yeah. (laughs) But she was just, I couldn't stop staring at her. She was so magnetic and funny and playful and like just aspirational. I was like, I want to fucking be you. So I go home. I'm looking her everything up about her because I'm so, I I just become obsessed with her. I, I go to the concert as a mild fan, I like her music, but a friend had kind of suggested the outing, so I don't know her that well. Okay. And then I fell in love with her, and I find out she's 30 years old. 
She's a millennial. Well, wait, what is that amazing? You You thought she was younger than that? Honestly, I assumed she was because she was so cool. I assumed she was younger. I was like, she's definitely Gen Z. She's got that fun, funky, confident energy. And when I found out she was 30, I just became really proud. (laughs) Wow. Okay. One of us is doing incredible stuff. You are giving like slightly. You were giving slight gay vibes with the whole speech that you just gave, but it's interesting. It ties to something I'm going to be talking about today because what I realized about you, and and I don't know how you (laughs) feel about this, but you are the straightest friend that I have. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm saying like, I have plenty of straight friends, but all of the women who are my straight friends who are Uh married to my guy friends are in long-term relationships. They're yeah. they're gayer than than you are. What does um, that mean? Uh it means that um I don't know if they would classify themselves I think maybe they say that they're straight, but I know they've had experiences with women oh, and like okay. not okay. like in an experimental way, but like in a uh romantic in, in a more recent way. Okay. I don't okay. know. And then yeah. just like I I don't know how else to describe it, but the way that you were just talking about Rosalia is just a funny, like, that's something that a a gay woman would be like, oh, now I'm obsessed with this person. And did you know she's 30? So she's my age. So maybe something could happen. Well, then I would like to welcome myself to the club. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you have the hots for Rosalia. Changed me. I am like, I am in awe of this woman. And what was the word that you guys used in the quiz? The Celesbian quiz, lusting, yearning, yearning, yearning. <gasps> you yearn. Okay, so now I know. You yearn and burn for her. Okay. I yearn wow. and burn for the everything she represents. Here. The moment is yeah. here. Well, that's yeah. great. That admit, yeah. admit, amongst, amidst, yes, amidst <laughs> all of the um, heartbreak. You yeah. have love. You found. Yeah. You found your gay. Maybe you're not my straightest friend anymore. Maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe someone else can take your place. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Look at me now. <laughs> anyway, I highly recommend if she is coming to a city near you. <laughs> okay. Go to this concert because you will leave yearning. I too went to a couple concerts, but not um not in the same way. I was in Virginia for the past week. I just got back. Um, from Ooh, visiting my parents. Visiting parents, okay. Yeah, so we did like a couple of, you know, breweries are a big thing out there and they have like, yeah. we did a bluegrass little concert and like a blues situation. Um, mm. Not really going for the concert part, but it was nice. Yeah. But the biggest thing about my trip is it's the second time Ringo has ever traveled by plane. And we did it because, like, it was, like, a long enough period of time where he wouldn't have to, like, go on a plane back and forth. But my parents have two dogs, Will and Grace, and my sister has a dog, Glitch. (laughs) And they love each other. And they have, like, you know, a shit ton of land where the dogs just, like, run around and wrestle and play. And Ringo's a city dog. He doesn't get to do those things. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, a week of play for him. But I'm trying to debate... Is the stress of flying in the airport experience worth the Mm -hmm. happiness he experiences while he's there? Because I think he experienced some trauma this time, and I don't know quite how it happened. Hmm. But he saw, for seemingly the first time, the moving sidewalk, like people feeders, not uh an escalator, you know, but like it's flat. My fucking God, he tripped 
out to the point oh. where and dogs don't go on those things. He just saw like, oh, this is moving and people are on it. And I think in yeah, his he mind, got disoriented. Yes. He, it was like yeah. an optical illusion. He was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, the entire ground is <laughs> could be moving at any time. To be fair, it is a disorienting yeah. thing if you've never seen yeah. it. <laughs> so he starts like hunkering down to the ground. Oh, yeah. As we're, I'm like, dude, you do not look like you're helping anyone at this moment because he has his little like service dog vest on and he's like hunkered down to the ground <laughs> like, everyone, everyone, <laughs> like the ground is moving. There's like a group of half a dozen like cops coming through to like settle oh, something. He's hunkered down on the ground in the middle of the, you know, walkway. Yeah. I'm like, oh, right. God, is, are they going to say something to us? Then we finally get him on the plane. He's fine. When we come off the plane, he sees the baggage carousels. And this is taking oh the gosh. people feeders Ringo. to the next fucking yeah. level, dude. And so he is freaking out to the point where, and at this point we're like, okay, we've got to get him outside to pee because he hasn't peed since he refuses yeah. to use the um, pet relief areas. They're beneath Kishmish him. too. They're beneath Well, they him. stink. They They're do, disgusting. They do stink. Yeah. But I thought the dogs liked the smell of pee, but it, whatever. Yeah. So at this point we're like trying to get him when we land, you know, outside as quickly as possible. So we're kind of rushing. He sees the luggage carousels. He decides to plant himself like, against the farthest wall away from the luggage carousels in order to get out, which results in him crawling into a chair, into an elevated chair that's open next to strangers. So there's this woman with a shirt that says, like, blessed, and, like, her, like, Duck Dynasty (laughs) husband. He crawls up and, like, cuddles with this strange woman he doesn't know. She's like, oh, it's okay, honey. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Same reason we're sitting here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we're also scared of the luggage carousels. Um, I have this photo of him, like, happily with this strange woman he doesn't know because she's, like, far away from the luggage carousels. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm thinking, like, is this his last trip? And then also he gets to experience things in the country that he never experiences. And and I forget that I've spent too much time in the city. And so one night I'm taking him out to pee outside. And my mom has, I mean, she's like any mom. She has little concrete statues in the yard. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... You know, she has little seamlets going on, respectable seamlets. There's no paint on the statues. They're all, like, concrete colored. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, she has, like, a giant leaf situation. She has some frogs. And he's peeing, and I'm kind of on my phone and, you know, slightly watching him. And I see a concrete frog, uh, you know, like, three feet away from me. And he's peeing, and and then he goes over to the concrete frog, and I'm like, that is so cute. He doesn't know what this is. And then he boops the concrete frog on the nose, <laughs> and the frog boops back. What? It is not a concrete frog. It is a real frog. And I see this, oh. and I scream because I'm like, oh. oh, my God, that's not a concrete frog. That is an actual live real oh, toad who he's just gosh. booped. And so his booping and the frog's booping and my screaming, he's like, oh, my God, I don't know what this frog is. And apparently it is a scary thing. The frog, to the frog's credit, remains still. Otherwise, the frog would have just been yeah. dead in, in Ringo's Ugh. mouth, I'm sure. Oh, right. But I just thought that was, like, such a funny, like, city girl, city dog experience of, like, 
an introduction to a toad. So, like, does the introduction yeah. to the toad outweigh the stress of the luggage carousel is the is the question. I, I think that Ringo can get past the airport situation. I think Ringo has forgotten about it, okay? By this point? Yeah. By this point. Sure. I think... I think the question is, can you yeah. get past the toad? Dude, my anxiety. Oh, the toad, the toad turns into a cute story. My anxiety for the dog holding his pee is mm. so freaking high. Like I am yeah. anxious the entire time that like, is he is his bladder okay? I don't think yeah. he's thinking about right. his bladder. You're worried but... about him getting like a UTI or something. Yeah. Again. yeah. <laughs> you know? That's what uh, it is. Yeah. It's not that he's gonna pee all over the airport. Oh, the plane. Ringo. It's just that. I feel like him experiencing extreme bliss that is yeah. running through the countryside yeah. so far outweighs. Okay. Well, good. I needed that because you know what? He had not yet. He had not yet experienced those great outdoors when he was in the plane. I wonder now, next time he gets on the plane, if he's gonna. If he knows what's ahead, if he's he can like, look forward to what's ahead. I'm chill. Yeah. Be cool. Be cool, Ringo. Yeah. You got this. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he'll do that. <laughs> okay. On to so the prompt was wide. It was mysteries, conspiracy theories, secrets, etc. So I think perhaps the two of us may have interpreted these things differently. Let's hope we did. Makes it a little bit more interesting. I initially was like, do I go like the true crime type of route? But I Mm -hmm. thought that because Logan had submitted this pitch that she wanted me to talk about a specific conspiracy theory that perhaps relates to the two of us that I'll hold. Well, well, maybe now the three of us, given my... Given that you're... <laughs> yeah, given Rosalia for you. Yes, true. You might, you, you might need Include to learn me. about this thing. Include me. Um, but um, I can kick it off unless you want to kick it kick off. Kick it. Okay. Kick it off, girl. So the first kind of conspiracy theory that I wanted to talk about is broad, but it actually has a very weird connection to me personally. And that is that one time I was recruited to be a member of the Illuminati. <gasps> no. Are you serious? <gasps> yeah. I mean, serious <sighs> in the sense that, like, this was how – I'll tell you the story of how it happened. Not serious in the sense that, like, I necessarily believe the Illuminati exists. Okay, that's another episode. Um, (laughs) Well, the thing that I didn't really know about the Illuminati is that, like, at one point in time, it actually was real. So Mm -hmm. Illuminati refers to the Bavarian Illuminati, a secret society that operated for a decade between 1776 and 1785. And it was essentially founded by a German dude who believed in Enlightenment ideals. And so the idea was he was going to promote these ideals among a very small group of elite men. And then Mm -hmm. they were going to, like, infiltrate government and lead and come into power Mm -hmm. with this, uh, you know, information. So technically what we know is that the beginning of the group was like six to nine dudes. And then at its largest, it might have been 2,500 members. But then it ended. And and the conspiracy theory, of course, is that it didn't end. That that group mm. permeated these various different, you know, offices of power. And then the, the largest conspiracy theory is that, like, 
Jay-Z and other big celebrities (laughs) are part of the Illuminati, and that's how they became so rich and powerful, and that technically everything's run by these members of the Illuminati. Did you find out why this supposed group of 2,500 people disbanded? I think it was just like, it was a formal group, and then... At one point, it was like the the idea of a secret society was illegal in some kind of way. So maybe that had to do with it. And there's also um, some of the members of the Illuminati went into like the Freemason situation. Oh, okay. Got so it. yeah, so formally that's when it ended. But honestly, the logistics of keeping a group together are also really <laughs> There was probably and a secretary that was email like... and Google Docs and all Can those you imagine? things. Yeah, it had to just be pen to paper. So my story with the Illuminati begins in late 2015. So I got this email from a casting director, Russell Marsh, and he actually was a prominent uh, modeling casting director. He did Mm -hmm. Prada and other, like, high-end brands, and he worked with Vogue. And back in 2015, it wouldn't be unusual for me to get an email about modeling because I would do some modeling stuff when I had free time. I mean, look at that bone structure. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) Well, you know, only things for Vogue uh, and high-end things like that. But anyway, so I got this email from russell at voguepublications.com. Now, I wasn't as savvy as I am now. Voguepublications.com is not a URL that exists. (laughs) It's vogue.com, and then they use a different one for their, like, editorial team. Okay, so fake. But this email is not, yeah, it's not solid. Mm -hmm. But he sent me this email, and it said, Hello, does this email belong to Stevie? This is casting director Russell Marsh, and I would like to get in contact with you as soon as possible. Please provide a contact number, preferably with WhatsApp on it as this is very confidential, some additional information, and then he links to a couple profiles about himself, regards RM. And so I'm thinking, like, nothing's going to come if I, like, give this guy my phone. Like, what is he going to do if I give him the phone number and it's connected to my WhatsApp? So, um, And so we start messaging on WhatsApp. The shitty thing is, is I can't pull up the messages that I message him on WhatsApp. But what I do remember Mm-hmm. is where I was. I was in the kitchen in this studio, mm-hmm. and we were having, this is back when we had all had lunch together, and we had a very, you know, a small team. It was Rhett, Link, and Ben Eck, our director, DP, um, who we've worked with for a really long time. And so I'm like, guys, this is, I got this weird email, and I'm messaging with this this person. Mm-hmm. And it starts to get weird, like, very quickly. Like, the, the email yeah. itself isn't that weird, given the emails I would get around the time. But the WhatsApp thing, he basically says, like, we've been watching you for a bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the way that he's, like, saying it, the phrasing, I, I can't get exact, but, like, essentially that, like, he knows of me from Good Mythical Morning and the other mm-hmm. programming that we were doing at the time. And, you know, I had a modeling portfolio up at that time. He said, you know, we've been watching you for a bit and we think that there's something you could be bigger than you are. And so we want to talk about that opportunity. Okay. Are you are you interested in pursuing that? Because for some people it could be maybe this is not the path they want to go down. Right. And so I'm kind of giving him 
I'm not giving him a lot. I'm still on this, like, this dude's Just probably enough, fake. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and so then the conversation gets into, you know, he says something like, are you aware of the Illuminati? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, again, giving, like, some kind of bullshitty, like, thing. And he's telling me that nearly everyone who is a global superstar who is famous is part of the Illuminati. And the way he's oh, you're saying like, Oh, yeah, 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 that one. The way he's, like, <laughs> scripting this whole thing is really great because it does, like, walk this line to the point where, like, yeah. I'm in the kitchen and I'm going, I, we're collectively answering him at this point because it's like, Oh, really? You know, it's not immediately, <laughs> like, a scam. It's, like, weird. Like, yeah. what is this guy talking about? Damn. And he's throwing out, like, you know, like, it would it comes with a lot of money and fame, but you you do have to be a part of this group and like it's you know this whole thing. Anyway, so um, <laughs> it comes with a lot of responsibility. The logistics are really hard. <laughs> At the end of this conversation, I can't remember how it ended, but it was basically like I'm not gonna like do anything with this dude. This thing is really fucking weird. The whole conversation yeah. really freaked me out. And Ben actually was very good friends with a model who was working for Vogue, who did get casted in, in like, major high-end designer <laughs> brand stuff. Right. And so he's texting her, and he's like, do you know this Russell guy? And she's like, I actually do know Russell. And he's like, okay, gives the backstory about this guy contacting yeah. me that we think it's really weird. There's something going on. Uh -huh. And so eventually, like, a couple days later, she gets in contact with him, and he's like, that's absolutely not me. I would never. <gasps> not yeah, me. I would never, you know. Reveal no, the secrets me, of the Illuminati. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that seems likely. But at the time I was like, what was the end game of this? Like, what was the end, mm. like, scam uh. of this whole thing? And why did someone construct this in such an intricate way? Like, they had to converse with me over a, a period of time they had to contact me one way to they you know to, to talk to me game. it yeah. wasn't like a fan so before this episode i tried to search anything i could like wrestle whatever is marsh scam <laughs> yeah, yeah. vogue scam you know yeah and the only thing that popped up i um googled his email his fake email that i uh -huh. had and there was a video from a creator and Please excuse me if I fuck up her name. Habiba da, da Silva. Habiba da Silva. That sounds right. Mm -hmm. From March 2016, called in all Ooh. caps, contacted by the Illuminati. Oh, yeah. And this video is like <laughs> near exactly my <gasps> experience that happened. Oh, but it was like God. tailored to, to her. her. But yeah. she at the end, and it has like 4 million views. But the comments are turned off. So I couldn't see any any comments oh. and see, like, you know, if if other people had this experience or whatever. But this was the yeah. only thing I could find. And then at the end, she comes to the same conclusion. She's like, what was the point of all of that? Like, Yeah. And so she's like, I think, you know, maybe it was get close to me and somehow, like, get my bank account info mm -hmm. or get close to me and, like, mm -hmm. hack into my Instagram or, like, something something like that. But, like... What was the end game of all of this? And so for years, I well, one, I just kind of forgot about it. But for like a time period after that, I was like, is this how you get into the Illuminati? Like, is this what happens? Like, what was the purpose of this? Like, how does this shit happen? 
Um, but I thought that was a really weird oh, story that happened it to me. It is. It's spooky. I mean, the end game so could weird. be so many things from what you said, like getting money from you, hacking into your system. It could be even like physically luring you to a place. That's what I was thinking. Is it, is it like a weird human trafficking thing? It could be, or it could even be just like showing that they could dupe you. I mean, that's also yeah. fun. Outing people for falling for something. Yeah, that you could see in her video and all, also like her response is it's really funny because she talks about how she's like trying to be broad about it and everything. And that's exactly <laughs> how I was treating it too because like your mind immediately goes to is this a prank? And like, are they right. screenshotting the things? Because one of the questions that he asked or they asked her that they also asked me that I remembered when I watched her video was um, something like, are you interested in money and fame? And <sighs> her response was something about like getting paid or something like that. And I remember him asking me that question and being like, why am why would he be interested in fame? And also like, <clears throat> why would I answer that to you? And then I was like, is he is are they trying to get me to say something really stupid and then screenshot yeah. it and s- right. share it like oh can you mm-hmm. believe how stupid she is and is that the prank right so like all those things you're Damn. thinking as this is happening it was so like that is it, so at the crazy. time it gave me just like the weirdest freaking feeling of like Ugh. what like of all the scams in all the world like this is the entry point. And I also remember, and I wish I could find the, get the messages. I, I downloaded WhatsApp again to try and get them. But I remember at one point, and I think maybe this is how we left it. I think I had said to him, I know someone who knows you. And so I'm going to have them contact you to make sure that this isn't a scam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To which he was like, great. But then at one point, I think he had listed some celebrities that were part of the Illuminati that I could reach out to. Here's here are my references. Yeah. No, no seriously. <laughs> I, I think it was like, yeah, these and he didn't it wasn't Jay-Z. Like he was like he listed several like uh, I guess A-list, B-list celebrities that you can reach out Including to. Including their ask. their phone numbers and their emails so you could reach out very clearly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, Man. oh damn it. I wish I had those messages so we could know who's part of the Illuminati. Robert Marsh. Russell damn. Russell Marsh. Russell Marsh. Yeah. Wow. What a weird thing, right? So like yeah, super I weird. I kinda wanna but, know. I kinda wanna know the answer. But also kind of like yeah, maybe I was. Maybe I was mm-hmm. recruited by the Illuminati. Maybe, maybe. Not going to yeah. say I'm not mad. I'm mad about it. I wonder why she <laughs> turned off her comments, too. But I was like... I think people were... Oh, yeah, maybe the Illuminati. Yeah, I was I was paranoid. I was like, I wonder if she made videos after this. And she had. So they didn't come after her after that video. But um, okay. I was like, damn, also 4 million views. Maybe I should have made a video about my experience. Honestly, he said he asked you if you wanted money and fame. Like, he was, Bitch, I just want views. Give me he views was and downloads. you content. <laughs> yeah. You were yeah. smart enough to capture it online. <laughs> I guess not. So now I'll never be part of the Illuminati. Or am I? Is this a cover story? Oh. All right. Well, this was a that was a juicy little juicy little way to get us started. I, I also have a story about men. Men doing Ew. things that they shouldn't do, yeah. like Russell Marsh. Yeah. I'm going to take us back, as I tend to do, 
a few centuries. Okay, good. <laughs> a few centuries. I expected nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> to the 1500s. Do you remember The Lost Colony? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Okay. Okay, guys. Okay, yeah, yep. Yeah. The Lost Colony was one of America's first major mysteries. And Stevie and I and Logan probably learned about this in school because it originated in North Carolina on yeah. the Outer Banks. And so the story is that in 1587, 100 plus English men, women, and children come ashore to Roanoke Island, which is on the, on the Outer Banks, to establish what is supposed to be the first permanent English settlement in the New World. Okay. They're like, we're going to go there. Okay. We're going to start a little village and little things village. are going to be great. It's sh <laughs> shitty soil. It's super hard. The weather sucks. They're supposed to get a supply ship that comes every year to, you know, replenish them with ways to live because they can't figure out how to do it mm. on their own there because it's so hard. But the ship never comes. And so... What ends up happening is that John White, uh, who was the governor of Roanoke Island, ends up going back with a bunch of men to get supplies. So he leaves his wife behind. Good he leaves idea. his daughter behind. He leaves his granddaughter, Virginia Dare, mm -hmm. who was supposed to be like the first English-born lesbian American. Yeah. <laughs> lesbian American. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves them all. He leaves his entire family behind to go back to England to whatever, get supplies. He doesn't come back until three years later. Why did you? Is that code? Code. I mean, I'm saying, did he do the right thing? Should he oh, go no, back he to England didn't. to get supplies or maybe explore the land that you're in and yeah. find? Be resourceful, man. That's he leaves hard. his family then, right? Leaves them. Now it's 1590, three years later. He decides to come back because now, like, <laughs> there was some, like, Spanish war with the English, so he had okay. to stay behind and help. He comes back with his dudes. <laughs> Straight out of the history book is how they described it. <laughs> there was some <laughs> Spanish war. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back, and lo and behold, the island is deserted. Where'd his, where'd his wife go? Where'd his where, granddaughter go? Where his Where did go? his daughter go? <laughs> The land is, the island is deserted and there's no sign of the colonists except for a skeleton of a man mm -hmm. and the word Croatoan inscribed on a piece of wood. Let's call it a log or a tree. <laughs> I couldn't get confirmation on if this was a tree still standing. <laughs> okay. There are lots of little funny business you know things what out of everything story. that's what i was wondering <laughs> right <laughs> what piece of wood was it? and 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 croatoan apparently written in english okay another little clue okay not it's a clue i'm not i just I, i'm not saying i have like an answer like it's not going to come back it's just another piece uh, of information it's just another piece of information okay, gr so <laughs> why the lost colony so i don't know about you ladies but I, in elementary school, I think, or early middle school, took a school field trip to Roanoke Island to, like, look for oh. the lost colony. Oh, really? And it's, <laughs> I'm good. it's glad they took you out there. They were like, you know what? It's about time we send the real guns <laughs> to Roanoke. And I got to say, I think it's kind of a fucked up field trip to go on 
Because it was this really spooky thing. Like there was a colony and then all of a sudden there was no one. They were wiped out. We don't know what happened to them. Now let's take a group of like prepubescents <laughs> to the outer bank. It's a really hard place to get to. And let's have them look for, look for what? Like signs of life? I think that is awesome. That is okay. my trip. I want to take that trip mm. now. Girl, you still can. There are many <laughs> websites that will... That will take you through. In fact, I think they have some like communal digs that you can go mm-hmm. on with uh, with archaeologists. I prefer right? an individual dig. I like to dig by myself. I thought you might. <laughs> Wait, so what are the, th- there's, there must be theories, right? Oh, there are theories. Okay. But, but before we get into the theories, I think the most uh, most ridiculous piece of information in all of this is that when John White and his buddies come back to the island, mm-hmm. they see everyone's gone. And he allegedly wants to look for his missing wife, daughter, granddaughter. You hate this, dude. But the weather, but the weather was so bad that they had to return to England. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't look sure. for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. What kind of asshole do you have to be that you decide? <laughs> You know, I'm just going to risk my life going it's back raining. over the Atlantic Ocean because it's raining. I will say it started raining in, in, in D.C. It's been like a really gray week and I feel the seasonal depression coming on. Yeah. So like part of me gets it. <laughs> but most of me is like, that's really, that's that's shitty. But there are three hypotheses for what could have happened. Okay. One of them is... The, the colonists could have been captured by bloodthirsty Spaniards that were coming up the coast from Florida. Okay. So okay. they could have been slaughtered, captured, taken sure. by the Spanish. The second one is that they assimilated into the native population. There were a lot of Native Native American tribes yeah. in, the, in the region. So they could have gone in and there are like accounts of blue-eyed blonde Native Americans and they're saying, oh, maybe those could have been the original colonists, like Mm. descendants of the original colonists. And third is that these people were just like, I'm not waiting around three years. They got they built a boat and then tried to cross the Atlantic themselves and got lost at sea. What is that clue supposed to mean? Croatone was like a city that was nearby. So it could be like we went there. We went there, but there was a but skull, else so happened. it's like maybe they kill, were killed by, like, the Croatoan people. But all of these things are like, okay, they just, for me, all of these hypotheses were a little bit, I don't know. What do you think happened? Well, I can't take credit for what I think happened because I, re- I read something that I thought was the most likely one. Okay. This one I think is most interesting there's this guy is saying, I think from history.com, he's saying that what likely happened that when John White and his buddies came back, all they found were corpses, not just one human skeleton, but multiple, admitting that there were a, like all this whole population mm-hmm. died out was a problem, right? Because Roanoke was supposed to be this first settlement. Yeah. Uh, English settlement. It was supposed to be set a precedent. They wanted to be able to fund more of these. And so what they think happened was that the the fin- financiers were like, all right, we can't make this look like it was a failure. Like a, like yeah. a failure. And so let's just say that it's a mystery. Let's not admit that we found all these bodies. That makes and, sense. And so they cover it up and then and the rumors, they just let the rumors kind of swell. And what's crazy is that just like just a few years later, 
Jamestown is established, which is the second colony. And I guess maybe the first successful colony, but like they're able to found another another place and probably recoup their losses. Yeah. And back then you yeah. could say like, oh, we found we found one dead body. That, was it two? Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was two. Maybe it was two. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, the details are lost, but yeah. I know we but found you one. Know what? I know we but, found one. But let's see. Let's see. When you and Cassie go and do your own dig, let's yeah. see what you find. Oh, Cassie's going to be so excited about this trip <laughs> we're taking. <laughs> I can't wait to tell her. Guys, yeah. Lostcolony.org. Okay. Well, almost <laughs> as excited as she's going to be about the next mystery I chose to uh-huh. talk about, which if she never heard about this again, she'd be very excited. And I don't know, Logan, if this is what you were setting me up for. But um, considering, Nagin, you did not know what a soul lesbian was. Until. And, yeah, until until, until I told ago. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the Gaylor theory? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> See? Okay, you're right back to the straightest person I know. There we it's go. So, there we go. It's so crazy. It's so crazy the world that I live in. Uh <laughs> Logan has heard of the Gaylor theory. You did you want me to talk about the Gaylor theory? Yes. <laughs> oh my God, Logan, one hundred percent had no expectation no. of the Gaylor theory coming I out. I thought for sure, but like, I'm as really soon happy. as you sent that prompt, I was like, okay, there's one cons- conspiracy theory that is in my daily life right now, and it is the Gaylor okay. conspiracy oh, theory. Oh, I do know yeah, what the Gaylor theory is. is. Yes, do. I yes. do. It has to do with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So the whole broad thing is. Can that you just a take back group of? Can you, sorry. Can you just take back that I'm back to square one? Oh, <laughs> I just... thought that there was some kind of technical uh, issue. Like, do you need yeah, me to take that again? <laughs> uh, so there's a there's a segment of Swifties, of Taylor Swift fans, that believe that Taylor Swift is a lesbian and that she mm-hmm. has put all of these Easter eggs in everything that she has made and mm-hmm. that she's hiding not are not so blatantly hiding the fact that she is queer in some way. I want to make this clear. The reason I want the answer here, I guess it's twofold. I guess, like, the nice reason is, like, queer representation at that high of a level is really nice. I think that, yeah. like, it, even though Taylor Swift and JoJo Siwa are not the same person, I do think that <laughs> JoJo Siwa coming out was really big because she has yes. this huge mainstream middle America mm-hmm. audience. and. Mm-hmm. She kind of said, like, you know, I'm making multi-millions of dollars every year from all the crap I sell at Walmart and Kmart and all these things. And I Mm -hmm. have all these people who ideologically might not agree with me, but I'm gay. That's the truth. And that's how I'm going to live. So if Taylor Swift were to do the same thing, she has a very large audience and that audience is full of people who might think that somehow it's a choice being gay or any backwoods Mm -hmm. things like that. But mostly I want the answer because I am tired of this being on my FYP and I try not to watch these things so that they don't come (laughs) up. But like sometimes it's just like full of these wild conspiracy theorists going on and on about how like some ring she's wearing and something is connected to something else. And I really cannot do it anymore. I cannot do it anymore. (laughs) So I'm going to walk you through like I would say 5%. Of some of the conspiracy theory here. Earlier in September, Rolling Stone wrote an article about Gaylor, which many people were like, oh, it's going mainstream. 
That's kind of bullshit. It kind of has been mainstream for a little bit. There's been multiple publications that are, quote, mainstream that have written about mm-hmm. the queerness of Taylor Swift. But but it really, like, came to light recently. And also she just announced her album, uh, Midnight's. And I'm sorry for any Swifty Gaylers listening. I probably will mess up some of the stuff that I'm going to say. Uh, but her new album comes out, I think, a week from this episode. So... Maybe there's going to be some developments. A lot of the Gaylers were like, it's time. She's going to announce it. She's going to announce she's gay. (laughs) Which, like, calm the fuck down. Like, I don't think that that's what's going to happen here. Okay. The thing about Taylor Swift is that she's the queen of Easter eggs. She is admitted Mm -hmm. to every little thing she does has some kind of hint in it. And so that has, like, propelled all these conspiracy Mm -hmm. theories. Yeah. There's also a group of Swifties who are like, anti-Gaylor Swifties because they're like, let her live her life. And here's the thing. If it was some kind of bullying or something that was negative that the Gaylor fans are talking about, I totally get that. But like, is it? I I don't believe (laughs) so. And this whole idea of like, let stars keep their lives private. Well, y'all are talking about all the men that she's been dating over the years. So this group of people talking about possible women that she's dated, Mm. I just think it's a little, the anti-Gaylers feeling a little homophobic to me, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'm going to take you through some of the supposed female relationships that she's had that that people believe make her queer in some way. Mm -hmm. So- the main one is Carly Kloss. And the subgroup of Gaylers that believe hmm. in this are called Kaler. The, the ship is Kaler. Carly Kloss okay. and Taylor Swift. And this supposedly happened 2013, 2014. There are so many pieces of, quote, evidence. There are multiple websites and tumblers dedicated to specifically this relationship And I got to say, I get sucked into some of the videos on my FYP, which is why they keep serving them to me, about the different Easter eggs that are dropped from this particular relationship. Mm -hmm. One of the big pieces is the two of them went to a concert together, a 1975 concert, and people took this like grainy video of the two of them supposedly kissing each other up in the rafters, rafters, up where they were watching from so a lot of people are like yeah (laughs) a lot of people are just like i mean they are making out in this particular video what more evidence do you need but taylor swift has this history of being like a big internet person like she was big into myspace she's a big tumblr girl so Mm -hmm. she still does this kind of i'm gonna like your post i'm gonna comment on things and people do think it is taylor and not her team doing these things Mm -hmm. so at the time of the carly Kloss relationship she had liked a bunch of tumblr posts with this theory that she was in a relationship with carly then she has a certain album or single coming out and her publicist says something about how ridiculous it is that people are speculating about this she unlikes the tumblr posts that are about gayler and then she tweets as my 25th birthday present from the media i'd like for you to stop accusing all my friends of dating me so she makes mm. this statement okay. now there are a bunch of lyrics and things that are tied to the kaler relationship she's linked to like a big portion of uh reputation which is like the 2017 album there is a lyric the whole song dress i guess and i'm a, i'm a taylor swift fan but i could not tell you what these songs are but um there's like a whole thing about there are I, a lot of hints i yeah i don't want you like a best friend 
They take a trip to Big Sur together that's documented, I think, for Vogue, for some kind of publication. There's all these Are they hunting for shark's teeth and shells? Well, there's like, they're on the beach and like, it. they do the whole thing where like, there's a heart in the sand and it says like, mm. you know, Taylor and Carly, whatever it says. It's like very romantic yeah. seeming. There's like a daisy on the dash and a bunch of her song lyrics like reference, seemingly reference things from that particular hmm. trip. And then on the way here, I was like, I'll I'll listen to Taylor Swift to get me in the mood to talk about this conspiracy <laughs> Pull theory. My arm. And um Cruel Summer came on, which is from mm-hmm. the Lover album. And I was reminded that I had heard that that was about her as well, because the lyrics are, I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. And I snuck in through the garden gate and people have done all of this research on there's a garden gate that leads into oh Carly Kloss's place. That's so creepy. That ta- yes. It's <laughs> so creepy. This. It's so creepy. <laughs> um, but they think that's a reference to the summer that they were together, that she was sneaking in through the garden gate. I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you oh. um, every night that summer just to seal my fate. Wow. And so there's, I mean... There's an article, there's an insider article that's like 30 songs about Taylor Swift's queerness where they analyze like all the lyrics. Like it goes so deep. Do you think that, let's say, let's say that Taylor is gay, okay? So the question is like, is she not, (laughs) let's let you enjoy this moment. (laughs) I don't really Um, care, by the way, personally. I don't care. Do you think the reason she might not be publicly announcing it has to do more with the people she's dating not wanting to be outed i have no idea carly Kloss is married to a man yeah for example let's walk through the rest of it and then we can kind of unpack it but like the final point on the not the final my final point on the carly Kloss of it all is that the last time they were seen together was early 2018 and then she was married in in uh, October of 2018. So that timeline is also curious. Oh. And Taylor Swift did not go to her wedding. So that oh. was like the breakup happened in 2018 then she got married. Was it a breakup or did it have to do with the fact that Carly Kloss is seemingly friends with Scooter Braun and that whole drama? Probably that. But there was a breakup and they're not friends anymore. I'm going to go quickly through all this. I know this is dragging a little bit. But the other famous relationship that people think she had was back in 2011, Diana Argon, the actress from Glee. She and Taylor were close friends at that particular time. And there's a bunch of lyrical references from Red, which was her 2012 album. Mm. And then also most famously... There's a hidden track, secret track, bonus track on her album 1989 and 2014 called Wonderland that everyone believes is about Diana Argon. And the lyric says, it's 2 a.m. in my room, headlights past the window pane, I think of you. They think it's a reference to Argon's frequent visits to Swift's house late at night after filming Glee. Another lyric says, I left a note on the door with a joke we made, which allegedly refers to a note Swift wrote on Argon's door. And there's photographic (laughs) evidence of this door with her writing on it. And then another fan says uh, the line, we fell down the rabbit hole, is a reference to Argon's favorite movie, Isles Wonderland, which, duh, the whole song is. And Argon's Tumblr was called Fell Down the Rabbit Hole. And she had an Alice in Wonderland tattoo that was related that she then removed mm. oh. after they broke up. 
The song also has the lyrics, didn't you flash your green eyes at me? And haven't you heard what becomes of curious minds? And again, it's another female relationship where there was a finite ending. There was seemingly some kind of end and they were no longer friends. So this is the other. Because all of these people are going online trying to. Well, and also like don't (laughs) friendships end? Like friendships sometimes end. Like I I mean, not that frequently. That's a little bit weird for you to be like. Okay, we're done. (laughs) I got what I wanted. Okay, you're on Team Gaylor then. Okay. And then I don't know. Before that, there was a relationship (laughs) that she apparently had with her bandmate fiddle player, Emily Poe, from 2006 to 2007. Uh, There's a lot of photos of them together. There's one photo where they're like posing in front of this sign that seemingly reads gay Texan when they're on tour in Texas. There's a lot of lyrics I won't get into. And then the rumor is that someone discovered their relationship, and that's why she was fired abruptly. So she was fired abruptly in 2007, 2008. Before that, there's a bunch of – this is so freaking creepy. Okay, so it sounds like Taylor is cutting people off. Yeah, there's there's high school things. People have dug back into her MySpace posts about, like, certain girls. So, like, they have this whole timeline of, like, girls she was involved with. And then, of course, like, recently, the whole Lover album, the 2019 thing, the first song she released was called Me, and it was all, like, the music video is all rainbows, and it's with Brandon Urie, who's openly pansexual, and the lyric is, but one of these things is not like the others, like a rainbow with all of the colors. And then also, right after that, You Need to Calm Down, which was kind of an anthem for the queer community and she had a bunch of different queer influencers and actors in that particular video in that video she's wearing a wig her wig is the bisexual flag colors so Mm. she kind of gets more overt and then folklore (laughs) betty i feel like i need to be a better taylor swift fan to Keep up. Well, and I'm going over this so quickly because it's so like the most recent things are so much more overt. But like this whole song Betty that she claims is like written from a man's perspective sounds very gay. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of videos of her performing live and like exchanging pronouns. So she seems like she's singing about a woman, but it, it goes down down a rabbit hole of of all of this stuff. Ooh, so it's a ooh. solid it's a solid conspiracy theory. Um, you know, she has a lot of uh famous past boyfriend loves that could totally be beards. Totally, you yeah. Know, Calvin Harris and Tom whatever his name is, uh the the British actor man. All of this to say, who ultimately really cares? I mean, it seems like... Uh, well, it, it seems like you do. <laughs> well, I, I just like, say that you, know, you do. She seems bisexual <laughs> to me. It seems like that's what she's saying. I'll say the, the little bit of juice I'll give to the friends listening. I have had a couple of different friends who have, who have actual, real, personal relationships with her and mm-hmm. know her. One, I'll say, no one has a fucking horrible, like a, an ounce of bad thing to say about her. Like mm. the thing that really stands out is people think that she's brilliant and intelligent and kind and funny. Yeah. 
And mm-hmm. so that's the headline for me is that she's all those things in real life and no one has a single bad thing to say about their experience with her. I also, I'm not, well, I'm going to say. <laughs> what else? What else do you need to say? Say it. Say I'm going to say I I don't think that she's straight. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, shocking. That's what I'm going to say. Wait, that's what you've been saying this whole time. I know, but I just said I have people who have personal relationships with her. I'm not going to give the details of those things. All I'm going to say is Mm. I don't think that she's straight. That's the little tidbit that I'm giving the listeners, the friends. Mm. Juicy, juicy. Just like the Lost Colony. (laughs) You brought up Glee. Oh, you're finding a segue. Okay. I really wanted to talk about whether or not Leah Michelle can read. Yes! yes! Or not. Yes! I did want to I did yes! want to talk about that. Yes. So, I I can't say I'm a I'm not like the number one Glee fan. I watched it when it was on. Really fun show. No one no one entered into this thinking that you were the number one Glee fan. Just <laughs> FYI. All right. Some of you may not know me personally, so you may have thought I could have been a anyway. You know, I'm like a I'm like an everyday regular Glee fan. But where am I going with this? What I'm saying is I had to do some research, more extensive research to get into this conspiracy theory because I'd heard about it like on the fringes, right? Like I've seen a few videos, but then when I went deep, I'm like, wow, similar to these Gaylor conspiracies, people (laughs) this theory is so messed up. Have gotten they just go, it's amazing what the internet does. I will I will say that. Well, and and it it really is like my whole thing about like what is bullying, like Yes. Okay. I agree with you. There's a lot of ableism here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's inappropriate. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, li- and and that is why we're going to talk about it. I'm going to add some more fuel to the fire. Now, I will say, when I decided, I was like, oh, I want to talk about this. I did look up. I was like, I I, I Googled Leah Michelle GMM to make sure she hadn't oh, been a guest. she's not been on. Yes, she's not been on. <laughs> she hadn't morning. been a guest because hey, I, I didn't want to like have her disrespect. On. We can do a whole episode about reading. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. First ask her if she has teleprompter experience. Um, <laughs> so anyway, for those of you who don't know who Leah Michelle is, she is a Broadway and TV actor, and she plays this like fame-hungry theater girl on Glee. She also plays a fame-hungry theater girl in real life. <laughs> in real life. Yeah. So I think this, this kind of... Um, conspiracy that she can't read, this rumor that she can't read was perhaps started when Naya Rivera, an actor who has now passed away, she writes, um, she had written a book and in it, she drops some pretty hot gas, okay, about Leah Michelle not being able to improvise her lines, right? Mm-hmm. And how it was because she couldn't read and how Leah also <laughs> refused. That doesn't even make sense. She ref- she f- refused to read and had her lines fed to her. Okay, okay. that or she re- okay. she refused to improvise. Excuse me, and had her lines read to her, and whatever she was she was you know saying that maybe it's because she can't read. 
And people are surprised that Leah doesn't answer. Does it like when the book comes out, she doesn't necessarily Say anything? Like, respond. Yeah, yeah. And they said, oh, well, maybe it's because she can't read. <laughs> and she didn't read it, which to me is a bit of a r- ridiculous claim because she probably oh, she obviously has an assistant. She has an assistant. She has people that are reading for her at least. Right. Or maybe they're just not good at their jobs. They're not getting it to in, in, in time. But anyway, so this starts this avalanche of of stuff where people, former castmates, uh, former people that just worked on set with her claim that she is the biggest bully, that yeah. she's made tons of racist comments, that she's humiliated people on set. There were like allegations of calling extra of her calling extras cockroaches. I mean, just terrible stuff. Which for me, I believe. For me, <laughs> Stevie, you may know her more personally or have friends who know her and you I might do know. not. Oh, yeah, because it would say something bad, right? About you if you had friends that were friends with her. Is that no? Why? I just don't think she's, <laughs> she's gay. I'm only friends with friends who are gay. <laughs> so, so this for me, like all of this mean stuff coming out about her makes me think, like, okay. What if this isn't true? But this is a perfect example of what happens when a mean person has mean rumors come out about them. It just like people love it. Yeah. People love it. And it's kind of part of it feels a little bit karma like. I don't think (laughs) I don't I don't don't know if it's all warranted. But anyway, it's just the videos people have of her trying to Yeah, having opportunities to read are hilarious. There's one of her at some award show, and she's up on stage with another actor, and she's like, and the winner is... And she opens the envelope, and she looks at it and immediately looks at the co-presenter and kind of like, your turn. (laughs) I only know the opening of the envelope part of uh, this one. (laughs) And I'm like, if you're an actor... You want to say as many words as you can on that well, stage. Well, okay, but here's the thing is so many people have, like, mispronounced things or, like, said the the wrong thing. Like, I totally oh, I wish I knew. Like, I wish so I knew nervous. who the actor was. Yeah. I wish I knew who the actor was because if it was, like, John White, then be like, bitch, you should have known. <laughs> if the winner was Negin Homayfad, yeah, I'll give it to her. <laughs> no one can read that. <laughs> There's this other video of her on Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens yeah. Live. And um, what's her name? <laughs> Bethany from The Real Housewives oh, of New York is on it. And they bring it up with her. And Bethany's like, well, what, what does this say? <laughs> she brings like the card up to her face. And you can see Leah's like kind of no! adjusting. And she doesn't say anything. And this made me think though, what, like looking at her look at the words made me think like, well, maybe she has bad eyesight. Maybe she's dyslexic. Maybe she's all of these things that are like, like maybe she has trouble reading. She could shine a light on dyslexia. Are we laughing at the fact that she can't read or has trouble reading? Or are we laughing because she's a mean person? (laughs) Like maybe we could handle it if she was like, you know what, guys? No, I can't read. I didn't go to school. I was on Broadway as a child. I didn't have time. And- (laughs) I have a lot of trouble reading. <laughs> Didn't she? She recently did address it, though. She recently came out and said, like, this is absolutely ridiculous. But then I think she did something else that further fueled. <laughs> no. 
No, she came out with some, she said it was ridiculous. And she said in some statements, I think even like the New York Times, where she says that like, it's ridiculous. I was on Sklee every single Sklee. day. I was I was on Sklee and I <laughs> and I knew my lines every day. Oh, she never says like I can read. But then she says all this stuff, but she doesn't say. Yeah. Of course I can read. Of course I can write. Which girl is just funny. If you have a good I mean, all of these people I have think publicists. you're totally right. I think that like because there's other mean girl rumors that are very easy to believe. Yeah. It yeah. makes it so that you want to not be as nice about this particular thing. You just don't want to be thing. as nice. But I also think it's funny because of all the things that that play into it, because of all the videos that it's like, really, of all the things that could have happened here, this is what was chosen. <laughs> and like, you know, like if you if you really can't read, like putting yourself into those situations is probably not the best of ideas. But also like. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I lo- I love this theory though because it continues like because like oh. you said it because she didn't say <laughs> just, I can read like she just <laughs> didn't put it to bed which is yeah. so fucking now, funny. Also, if she is somebody who can't read and she learns her lines from like a- auditory yeah. manner, that's that's really freaking impressive. By the way, we should be she should be. She should be, but yes, if some, if you're, ba- I mean, it's like remembering a bunch of songs, but it's more intense. It's hard. I find I, guess, I need yeah. to like read There's it and visual and, and auditory learners. Yeah. And some of us oh can't be visual learners if we can't read. I- <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I spent uh, arguably half of this episode talking about Taylor <laughs> Swift. I swear to you, it was uh, 5% of what the thing was. But I believe it. Just to move into our ending segment, I did want to give you another mystery update, which is the bags on top of the Prius parked around the corner from me. Or sorry, yeah. the bag. I keep I keep the saying bag. there are two bags now. That's the update. There are two bags. There have never been two bags in the five years I've seen the bag mystery. So two oh bags is big. It, it's, a, it's a big thing. That's all. I was out of town. That's it? I was out of town. I was out of town. Okay. I didn't get Cassie to go up. It was just too much, too much to do before coming into the studio. But there are two bags now, and I mm. so wet your appetite. Oh, one of our listeners had a really plausible, a really good theory. What? She said it was a bag of poop. Oh, yeah. It was like this, they're just putting but now their there's, But here's the poop. thing. She would have to freshly poop. She would have to get fresh poop. You think this is five-year-old poop in this bag that changes? She's getting, oh, she's it getting stays. like fresh it's poop. Sta- yeah. It's always on the Prius when the Prius is there and sometimes on the side of the road when the Prius is not there. You think she's has old poop or new new refreshed poop in this in this bag and now two bags of poop? And why would she put bags of poop on her car? Hmm. I, Maybe yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking. Remember, I, just dogs and their pooping habits. It's you not, can't it's always not a control. Poop bag. It's a. It's a. It's a grocery bag. It's oh, a grocery yeah. bag. It'd be a lot of. Poop. Okay. Okay. Next time you come, what I'd like is a picture. Next time I come. Okay. <laughs> come to the show. Next time we do this, I want you to come bring to a the picture. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I want okay, you to bring I'll, a photo. I'll take a photo to so show we can you. Dig further. Yeah. Imagine scrolling through your timeline and you're this old woman with the Prius bags and you see like just a close-up picture <laughs> yeah. of your Prius with the poop bags or whatever oh, bags on them. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I, I I can't wait for that picture to come. In the meantime, I've got a good story for okay. you. Okay. Please. Oh, I um, I'm glad we had actually a little bit of uh, 
a little bit of break because the story happened a few weeks ago and I debated sharing it because it was so uncomfortable for me. I can visibly see on your face <laughs> that you're about to get real awkward and I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so a few weeks ago, I was in another city working. I was in Atlanta. All right. I was going to try. <laughs> Mystery solved. Something, something else I was going to tell you would have revealed it. Okay. I was in another city working and we wrapped the project. It's done. I'm going for a fun night out on the town with my friends. Okay. Mm -hmm. We end up going to this place called the Claremont Lounge, okay. which is this institution that has been around in Atlanta for decades. The government has tried to shut it down multiple times. Why? Because it is um, like an oddity bar, also known as a like it's kind of a strip club. An oddity bar, also known as a strip club. <laughs> because it's not. I mean, to be honest, this was my. I think this is the first strip club I've been to. But it doesn't strike me like as a normal strip club. This place has a well-earned reputation, okay, okay, as this kitschy environment with its unusual dancers. You have dancers of all sizes, okay. all ages. So we're, we're saying okay. like 20, 20-ish, ho hopefully sure. over okay. 18, yep. to, I'm not kidding you, like 80 years old. Ooh, fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These ladies, and those ladies made the most. They made the most yeah. of the money and kind of did the least too, but they did the most. Well, how much hip moving can you do at 80, you know? <laughs> Easier yeah. to re reach um, boobs though because they would <laughs> do their ding, hang low. Because, you know, at all strip clubs, you from. touch the boobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As, as I know. And the da the, the, this place was kind of set up interestingly. On the left side was like dancing, free flow dancing for people by themselves <laughs> and on the right side was the bar and in the middle of the bar was this circle dance floor okay so the dancers are protected by the like bartenders okay which i i liked i liked that there was you know protection for the dancers. anyway so this place is an exciting place to go to uh, we're all jazzed up we walk in okay and as i walk in I immediately lock eyes with someone that I recognize. Okay. This someone is an older gentleman who I met earlier that day at work, who was the father of somebody that I worked with. And I immediately realize I know this person and I don't feel like we should be at the same place. <laughs> And what do I do? What do I do? Because I'm such a friendly person. Yep. Mm -hmm. I immediately lock eyes. Hi, it's good to see you. <laughs> and as I'm saying it, I'm like, get out, get out, get out. Don't stop. And I'm like, kind of like, I, I'm walking past him saying it. And I'm telling my friends, move it, move it, move it. Go, go, go. I can't stop and talk to this person. And he, to his credit, he's like, friendly too and he he smiles and it's clear that we both knew each other we both got it that the father of a person i worked with an under 18 person mm -hmm. was at this lounge mm -hmm. okay so yeah. i just i i've never been in this situation before <laughs> but did you pass did you did you say hello but pass by I just told you. I literally said, "Hi, good to see you." I know, but then you and but I then kept, you going. kept going. 
I oh, am yeah. so proud of you. This is a step forward. <laughs> I feel as if previously there would have been like a handshake. There would oh have been a God. stop and talk. <laughs> this so is true. big. Like you stalked the woman that saw your poop in the toilet that you didn't yeah. know. <laughs> to go from that to this is a vast Thank improvement. You. I think Thank you, you did. I think you did. Because what were you supposed to do? Make eyes with him and then not say anything? No. You pretend for a oh. moment like it's totally fine. You keep on walking. I think, keep on walking. I think you did good. It was not for you to feel awkward. He sh- mm-hmm. he should feel awkward uh, more than you should feel awkward. I think yeah. you did the right thing. I think you did Thank the right you. thing. So physically, I did the right thing. <laughs> Internally, though, yeah. I won't lie. There were moments when I was like, should I go back up to him and ask, like, should we oh, like no, no, try no, to no. clear the air? No, no. Should no. I? Because this is a small place, yeah. right? So like we see it's not each that other. Small. It's not that We small. see each other. So I thought about going up to him. I didn't. I didn't. Good. So again, growth. And then growth. when we're around the bar getting drinks, which is also the place where you like see the the show, I kept looking for him because I was like, I want to see if he's watching the dancing. I want to see like, how is he? I don't know hmm. because, I, and I think this is super judgmental of me because in that moment, I was like, like, he shouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, it's judgmental in that, like, why can I watch this, but he can't? And in my mind, it's he can't because he's a dad. Because he's a dad. That's Which is like. I think that's fair. (laughs) I I do not believe dads should go here. To his credit, he let me ruin his night because he was not to be found. Did he left? Did he left? He was there, but he did not come to the bar area. He did not witness any of the dancers, which. That is great. Oh, man, though, I needed to get that off my chest. I'm proud of you. Again, I think you did the right thing. I'm glad that you went to your first strip club. We'll talk about the details afterwards. I'll let you know um, if it's <laughs> like other strip clubs because what I've seen. Ooh, I, uh, uh, and uh, and, and I, think you, I think you did well. I think it was an awkward moment that you came out on top. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to Best Friends Back All Right. Do you want to try that one with, thank you for no. listening to Best Friends Back. All right. I do not. I do not. You can catch brand new episodes every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss an episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review. You can follow at Mythical Pods on TikTok for clips to share with family and friends. You can follow me everywhere at Negin and Stevie everywhere at Stevie W. Levine. And of course, you can hear me every Monday through Friday on Good Mythical Morning with Brett and Link at youtube.com slash goodmythicalmorning. I'll see you there. <laughs>